0: Well, there were uh,
1: a bunch of folks who uh, drafted a letter. These are military leaders, former military, not current, but former, uh, an open letter about basically how the public uh, should utilize best practices in dealing with one another and with the military and those kinds of things, concerned about you know the, the, the temperature, the high temperature in this country politically and that poll for example that claimed that more than 60% of us thought that we were headed towards civil war at some point so they wanted to get in front of this let's talk about that and what this all means with the peter fever a civil military affairs scholar consultant for the pentagon political science and uh, public policy professor at duke university who helped uh, our former military leaders draft this open letter good morning to you, peter tell us why they decided good to morning. Dra- tell us why they decided to draft this letter what was the impetus yep.
2: Well, the former, it was not just military leaders, it was also the former Secretaries of Defense, which is a civilian position. And Mm -hmm. these are the folks who, when they were in their job, were thinking about civilian control of the military 24-7. That was their job, Secretaries of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And I think they felt that looking at the commentary over the last several years, that folks have lost sight of what good civil-military relations looks like. Yeah. And they wanted to reset the, the deck and remind people this is what a, how you grade folks, not some of the commentary that we see on cable news or Twitter or elsewhere.
1: Right. Uh, we've really kind of been at a, a political loggerhead since what, the 2000 election, really, haven't we? I mean, that, that was the first contentious one, and then 9 11 brought us all together, it seemed. And then we've had some. Cont- 2016 was contentious, and 2020, of course.
2: Right there's a the level of partisanship and polar, polarized partisanship has definitely increased over the last several decades, and that's when P, ordinary Americans view other ordinary Americans as more threatening than external enemies. Right. You know, they say it's dangerous if if uh, folks from the other party uh, win, the, win office. That's that's a level of partisanship that gets uh, pretty toxic and dangerous, and increasingly, folks have been dragging in the military into that debate. You know, referencing the military, right. appealing to the military, and this letter was an effort, I believe, from these former leaders to say. Let's stop doing that. Let's go back to best practices that have stood the republic well over several centuries
1: now. How do we do that, though, Peter? I mean, in, in the letter, do they have any suggestions for us? What do we? Because I mean, you have the far right, you have the far left, and they are the fringe, but they are still the loudest voices out there, and that's one of the problems we have, I think.
2: Well, I think there's a message uh, to that group uh, to say, tone it down a bit. But uh, mm. it's not likely that that group will hear it because there's a lot of good money in uh, shouting loudly. And so re- more realistically, I think the formers were reminding uh, the attentive public and those who serve either as civilians in the process or as military in the process, stick to these lanes. This is where you should be. Don't listen to the loud voices. Right. Follow these Rule so it's it's kind of a touchstone, if you will, for the current team and not just the current team of military leaders, but also the current team of civilian leaders and whoever their successors. Will
1: yeah, I, Peter, I think it's it's wonderful that you helped them uh, uh, with this letter and it's an important message. We need to tone it down. Is what we need to do anyway. Thank you, Peter. We appreciate your time and good luck with all of this. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah.